Um, it's been a while. I can't even remember how long it's been. Um, but there was a time, I think it was last year, it could have even been 2021, uh, where uh, Bishop said he needed to pray for my body. Uh, and specifically, he needed to pray for my immune system. Um, I, I remember when he did it. I remember that he did it. I can't remember the specific day. And I just went about kind of just going about the things that the Lord needs me to do. Um, and that was the purpose of that prayer is that I can't go down. Lord needs me to be healthy so I can do what he's called me to do. Um, and so I just, I just went forward believing God would do it. Well, it didn't occur to me until just a few months ago that I have not been struck with illness to the point where I'm down since that prayer. Not once. And that's the Lord. But it also tells me how valuable it is to have a man of God and to be submitted to a true shepherd that can recognize the sickness that's in you when you as the sheep can't see it yourself. But you need a pastor, you need a shepherd to speak over you sometimes and say, hey, there's an issue here that you don't see and I need to pray for that. And so I'm thankful to the Lord. Now, it doesn't mean I haven't been feeling anything. I'm not impervious to illness at all. It, that's not what I'm saying. I've, I still deal with allergies, bless God, and here in Texas. As this weather's starting to shift, I mean, my goodness, I, feel, I have felt like a train wreck for the last three weeks. Amen. Amen. I'll just have a cold. But uh, I, I realized that, and I felt like I needed to say something because I need to give glory to God for that, but I also need to send a message that I am submitted to this man, and I recognize the value in having a true shepherd. I love you, sir. I appreciate you. And, uh, you know, in getting ready for today, um, I can kind of say I don't feel like I'm ready at all. Um, it's not that I didn't put any effort, but it, I just I just just feel a lot of things. I feel like a jellyfish just kind of going with the current right now. I don't really know where I'm at, but I feel like the Lord confirmed to me what he placed in my mind last night. And I'll be honest, um, I was just, uh, I was laying there or sitting on the couch trying to pray and I fell asleep last night. And when I woke up, my mind was clear and the Lord gave me a thought. And, um, it was about the heart. And so there was a couple instances that he put on my mind. And so I'm just going to share that with you this morning. I know I can't put together a message or preach a message. I'm just going to share this thought with you. The Lord um, put on my heart two separate instances. One of them was Josiah, King Josiah. And the other was when uh, Jesus cleared the temple. And I, there's a specific reason for both of those, um, and I'm trying to feel out where to, which one to start with. Um, but I want to say, or turn with me to, to Jeremiah 17. I'm going to read this first, and then we'll go into it. Verse 9 of Jeremiah chapter 17 says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? 
I, the Lord, search the heart, I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. So the key to me here is that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, and who can know it? Uh, Even we ourselves cannot fully understand our own hearts because we can be deceived by our own hearts. So this was weighing on me because I guess it has to do with, I'm thinking a lot about Michigan and, and, and where we're going to be. And you all know, I don't want to rehash everything, but the Lord has told me I need to glean from the shepherd. And so I've been trying to glean, I've been trying to watch, I've been trying to do all of these things. And the shepherd is laying out a pattern before me and before all the pastors who are going out of how the Lord wants things to operate, how he wants things done. And so I have to pay attention to the pattern. But there comes a point where if all I do is learn the pattern, I can be deceived by my own heart at some point. Because I can get wrapped up in just doing and having the appearance that I'm doing what God has called me to do because I'm following a pattern, but my heart is nowhere in the pattern that I'm trying to follow. My heart is not after what God has told me to glean. My heart is after other things, but I've learned how to act what the pattern has showed me. And that's a dangerous spot to be. And so when I was uh, in Josiah, um, King Josiah, we know, I'm just going to summarize. I'm not going to read everything there, but if you want to go look, it's in 2 Kings chapter 23. He puts uh, Judah in order. They find the book of the law. They read it. Um, the high priest gives it, shows Josiah what they found. Josiah, is, is, his heart is convicted, and he recognizes the sin that Judah is full of. And I'm not talking about Judah Garza. Talking about Judah the nation. He's over there looking like, oh my goodness, the Lord's calling my name. Um, But he recognizes the sin in this nation and he begins to, from top to bottom, correct everything that was wrong and how the children uh, or the people of Judah were worshiping God or how they were not worshiping God. And he institutes the law and they begin to follow the law. And the word says that there was not... Uh, a king before him nor a king after him that turned to the Lord with all his heart like Josiah did. So Josiah's heart was after God. He was desiring to do what was written down by Moses all the way back then that was given by God. He wanted to follow that pattern, and he did. The problem is that after Josiah, there was not another whose heart was after the same thing. Josiah's son took the place of Josiah. But his heart was not where Josiah's heart was. He saw what his father had done. He saw the reforms. He knew the right way to live. But because his heart was not in it, he began to do wickedness in the eyes of the Lord. Even after him, because he's put into exile by the, the Pharaoh of Egypt, when he is gone, another one of Josiah's sons is put in place as king of Judah. Even he does evil in the sight of the Lord. There was something in these sons' hearts that was not after the same thing that Josiah was after. So they saw the pattern, but they rejected it. The Lord brought illumination, but that illumination was rejected. Now I want to jump to the New Testament. I want to look at at what Jesus did in clearing the temple. 
And we're going to go to John chapter 2. And I guess we'll start at verse 13. It says, Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And he found in the temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers doing business. When he had made a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overturned the tables. And he said to those who sold doves, Take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of merchandise. Then his disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house has eaten me up. Now, I read this here because I, I believe, and, and I think for many years I was confused in thinking that Jesus only did this one time. But he did this twice. He cleared the temple. So when he cleared the temple the first time, he put the house of God in order. He kicked out the things that don't belong. The people saw the order that God wanted. But they didn't receive the order. Their heart was far from what, they actually, what God was trying to establish. And so what we see happen is Jesus has to go again, and he has to clear the temple. He has to set things back in order. Now, when I think about these things, I think about what God is setting in order here. I think about how God is illuminating to us and opening our understanding, opening our eyes to see. I think about what our bishop preached this morning about crossroads. And I think about how our heart has to be after the things that God is doing here. Our heart has to be in those things. Our heart has to be following after it. But it's not enough just to follow after the actions of the pattern that we're being shown. It's not enough just to do the actions but our heart has to desire to live those actions. Because at some point, those actions, if it's not in our heart, it will just become commonplace to us. It'll just become another tradition that we participate in, but there will be no value for it. There will be no appreciation for what God has established. And so there has to be a heart that says, God, I want everything that you're showing me. I want that pattern. I want you in its fullness, and I want to love what you are showing me. And so it's not enough just to receive instruction, but there has to be a love for that instruction. Because you can teach anybody pretty much anything, but to teach someone to love it, that is another thing. That love has to come from within yourself. We have to develop that heart after God for ourselves. And so, I don't want to go any, any further than what I feel the Lord laid on my heart. Um, 
But I will, I will share this. Uh, I had a converse, conversation with someone earlier this week. And um, they were sharing some things with me. And they told me that it's very easy for your own heart to rationalize your actions to justify that you're okay. And I thought to myself, uh, as this person was saying this, that the Lord must be dealing with this individual. Because for someone to be able to admit, and in saying that, say, I'm recognizing that I've been justifying my actions for this amount of time, thinking I was fine, but really it was my own mind warping everything to tell myself I'm okay when God's been reaching for me all of this time. And so we have a responsibility to look and to follow the pattern. We have a responsibility to do these things, to obey what's being preached, obey the total word of God. We have that responsibility. But more than that, more than doing it so that anybody can see that we're falling in line, there has to be a love for God that says, God, I want to do these things because I love you and because I want to embrace them for myself. It's not for any man's eyes. It's not for anybody else. But I know if I'm going to make it to the kingdom of heaven, I must embrace everything that you're showing me, and I have to love it with my whole heart. Last example, I know there were 12 that walked with Jesus. There were 12 that saw the pattern he laid before him. But one of them didn't have it in his heart. He walked with them. He followed with them. He was there to the end. But one of them never loved it more than he loved the other things that were drawing on him. And he didn't make it. So there has to be a heart that's after God and his word more than anything else. And that's what I want in my life. Amen. Thank you for the time this morning. Pastor Sandoval is going to come and speak to us.